Did you know that the first e-sports tournament was held in 1972 at Stanford University and the winner didn't get a cash prize but got a subscription to Rolling Stone magazine. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now... Settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub Official Podcast, episode 181. My name's Gareth Brown, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I was laughing now, because it sounded like I introduced it like I was delivering some bad news on the news at six. It was quite... Yeah. Um, morbid it was yeah yeah sorry about that um and on my virtual right is mr paul renshaw how are you doing paul pause then talk yes i'm doing all right thank you gareth not paul, too bad paul's got mic problems everyone so we he can't talk over <laughs> us or we dip so we're, it's quite nice for us so paul can just sort of like silently wait for us to insult him and then he can come in <laughs> it's a weird pause <laughs> just just come in doesn't matter um Good, right, gentlemen. This has been a while. Um, for two weeks. How's your week been, uh, Richard? Has been. We've been doing. Uh, been super busy. Like today is the first day I've had off in over a week, so it's been it's been a nice day today. But yesterday, uh, me and a friend, we went to a place in Leeds called Arcade Club, and I think there's a couple of others around um, the north of England, and it's basically just a massive arcade, but it's filled with um cabinets from from very early online they've got an original pong there um right all the way up to the dance machines and then some crazy japanese arcade machines there's one i don't know the exact name but you are um you're literally flipping uh, a table and trying to get objects flung as far as possible and whoever gets the furthest distance wins and that's a lot of fun um so yeah we just had an, an evening in there last night um tried outrun all the all, all the classics this uh table flipping game which was great fun um yeah i think what they do is you pay him you pay once to get in and then everything's set to free play as well so it's it works out as quite a cheap evening as well mm. i was looking at these there's one in london i'm thinking oh we should, we should all get together and do that that'd be a good little meet. Oh, it'd be a great way to to spend a day. Yeah, and you can drink there, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I think the one in Leeds is seventeen pounds to get in, which sounds a bit steep at first. But when you think everything's set to free play, um, and pints are less than four quid as well, so wow. it's, it's not it's not a bad deal at all. Okay, Paul, what are you going to say? We heard you come in. Um, I'm just I was I was thinking you. I didn't make a sound, so you must have just heard me thinking about coming in. I just heard you um, go roboty, so I knew you were coming in. Go on, Paul. Sorry. Will you stop talking so I can talk, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just I don't know whether it's just because I'm old or whatever now, but whenever somebody says it's less than four quid a pint, it always takes me aback. I can't believe how expensive it is to go to the pub these days. Because, mm. you know, when I was a boy, 
it was one pound ninety a pint, and on on happy hour it was a pound a pint. Obviously, that was back in the days when students had you know grossly enlarged livers and stuff. But um, apart from that, it's that does sound like a cracking idea as long as it's not in London. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I, I say, there's one in Leeds. Yeah, go Leeds. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. Is is there? Have we got any other options? You know, London Leeds. It's like two sides of the same coin, isn't it? <laughs> Paul, how's your week been? <laughs> My week, Gareth, has been dreadful. Thank you for asking. Um, I've spent it the majority of the time doing a PAT test in one of our branches in Manchester. So that was lots of fun, plugging in a hundred and odd electrical items and making sure they're not going to make anyone light up. And then today I went to get the boy from his scout camp where he's been since Friday night and the um, switch, the release switch on the boot of my car malfunctioned, um, meaning that once I'd got the boot open, I, could, I couldn't then close it again. Now, luckily, this is a known fault with my particular kind of car. So I had a spare switch at home. I just then had to drive very gingerly home without the boot latched um, to then swap the switch out and mend it all. So I'm feeling quite, I'm feeling like I've achieved something this evening. <laughs> I've taken the boot of my car to pieces and mended it. Wow. Good week for Paul. So there you go. Absolutely. Um, good. Um, what have I done? I, I'm the same with you, Richard. This is my first day off in 14 days and straight. And I'm here with you, gentlemen, for my sins. How privileged yeah. do, do we feel? Um, I've, I'd, so, yeah. Sorry, Paul. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you, Gareth, are a true hero. Hey, thank you. That was... And can, can I just ask, yes. how did the fight scene go? Because I am obsessed with you doing a fight scene. I am dying to see it. Um, for listeners, don't do I do I do I am an actor. We've just opened a, a theatre show. That's why I haven't been on for a couple of weeks. And we did opening night on Tuesday with press night on Thursday. And I did a show last night. I got a day off today, and the show's gone really well. It's got some nice reviews and things. And but on the press night, this is quite fun. On the Thursday night, we're just about to go up. We're sitting down in our positions. We're on stage already. And uh, Fiona, who's in the show, did something with the roof. The roof's leaking. And the roof was dripping down onto the st- onto where we are set, and uh, of the place. And we had to try to work out where it's coming from. The people who own the place had to go on the roof; they couldn't see it. And we put a we gaffer taped a bucket up to the lighted rig to collect some of it, but <laughs> it was still going. So during the show, we had a sort of drip, and I put a sort of thing down there. But um, a lot of people watched the show and loved the drip; they thought it was brilliant. It's always part of it, as it was dripping on our heads as we were walking past. Yeah, so that was the opening stressful press night when we were nearly going to cancel the show because we thought, oh, it's going to be hell, it's going to burst the electrics. Um, but we went ahead like troopers, and it, it, it did. It, it worked. It happened. And here I am, here with you now, with my day off in between shows. There we go. Did, um, the, sorry, did the drip get good reviews then? Got better reviews than me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that Gareth bloke was rubbish, but the drip, now that had personality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I suppose if there was a puddle there, you really would have a chance to break a leg as well. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, especially during a fight scene, which we were kind of worried about. Um, good, gentlemen. <laughs> let's talk about games because we haven't chatted about games. We've just covered big ones here. Who's going to start? Let's talk about. Let's go with Richard first of all, and then we we'll go to Paul. What have we got, Richard? Oh, oh, well, I haven't been playing any review games, um, but when I've had a chance, I've been playing Ghostwire Tokyo. With it being October, thought I'd thought I'd give it a try. Um, <laughs> And I wouldn't say it's necessarily a horror game after after spending a few hours with it because there's there's not been anything really scary, but it's it's kind of like all about the supernatural um, and you're alone in um, this part of Tokyo called Shibuya, I think, um, wandering around trying to defeat these evil spirits whilst finding what's happened to your sister, uh, if I remember rightly. Um, so it's kind of like an open world action adventure game, and I'm quite I'm quite enjoying it. It's it's nice to to almost play something like this where you don't need to think too much about things. Um, as you're in combat, it's quite um, basic. Uh, there's only a few buttons related to combat, and I'm playing it on the easiest difficulty. So it's it's almost quite 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 good to to have this game to switch off with mm. um and there's there's tons of collectibles being an open world um including these things called spirits which you'll see around the map i think that i think uh there's about two hundred forty thousand of these spirits obviously you don't need to collect all that many because every time you see a, a spirit it counts for like minimum of about 100 um and it's yeah, it's just quite quite good fun wandering around this. It's, the city is incredibly detailed, um, which is kind of what I wanted as well um, to see what Shibuya looked like before I I go there in a few weeks and and see it for real. So it's it's quite a good piece of virtual tourism as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, quite enjoying it. Um, just it's just nice to be able to play something like that that doesn't require. 100% focus at all times, but still be an enjoyable game. I really enjoyed it. I played it on the PlayStation when it first came out. I had a really good time with it. I think it was, yeah, exactly. It was not hard, was it? It's just quite relaxing, just a little bit of going into places, going into interiors as well as, you know, it does look great. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And it's on Game Pass, isn't it? It's still on, yeah, of course it is, Bethesda, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, yeah, it came yeah. out. April this year on Game Pass with a big uh, update that's got like um, an extra roguelite mode that I've not touched yet, but I don't know whether I will or not. Mm. Good, yeah, goes well, thank you. There you go. Um, Paul's got a boring game to talk about. What are you going to talk about, Paul? I have got a, I've got a couple of boring games to talk about, <laughs> don't you? Um, the first thing I wanted to say was when you do go to Super Year in a few weeks' time, if you find a store that's run by a cat, make sure you take a photograph for me. Yeah? I, I'm expecting okay. every single store to be run by cats now. I'm really if hoping. It's not, if it's not, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> right. Well, it's all about me now, gentlemen. So uh, let's have some ears on you. Um, the first <laughs> game I'm going <laughs> don't don't laugh don't laugh sorry i can't help but laugh as yeah, well i'm trying to stifle it but, yeah, good. but anyway go on thank you right um the first game i'm going to talk about is called shark exclamation mark shark exclamation mark and it's all in capitals as well if you're wondering 
Um, and basically, this is a remake of a game from 1982, I think it is, that was released on the old ColecoVision arcade, uh, the video game system, if you remember those. Um, and in it, you play the part of a little fish. And the, the goal of the game is to get bigger. And you get bigger by eating fish that are smaller than you. So far, so good. Fairly straightforward, except for the aforementioned shark shark, um, which wanders onto the screen and no matter what you do, immediately eats you and kills you. So I, I, I can't figure out how we're supposed to get away from this shark. I've played it in multiplayer mode with Neil, the uh, erstwhile editor of the XboxHub.com. And neither of us could get away from this shark. It would more than likely kill the pair of us as soon as it appeared on the screen. So apart from that, it's a, a game about fish eating other fish. And I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, it's quite good fun. It looks nice. And the multiplayer modes are fun, especially because you can eat your... Uh, multi you can pl eat your players that are with you um but other than that it was pretty much middle of the road three out of five thank you very much any questions i think i've played this back in the 80s this game was it, did you say it was 80s yeah this really rings a bell i'm looking it was, at it now yeah 82 i think ah yeah I can't it remember. was famous because it was one of the first games ever with a female programmer ah. that's one little fun fact there for you Lovely. Um, any questions from you, Richard? Um, it, it'd be good if Paul could do the title uh, shouting it as it was, as I'm assuming it needs to be shouted don't, with the capitals and the exclamation don't, marks. If don't get do to do that. that. That'd be great. Don't get to do that. Dark! <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about that is half of it got cut away, so it sounded like it was being kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, did you know I wasn't? Uh, yeah, true. Um, good. There you go. Shark, shark. We, we won't be playing that, but sounds. No. <laughs> um, let's talk about what have I got? Oh, I've got Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is a, came out a couple of weeks ago, and my review's been up there. I think a while, a while now, maybe a week and a bit. Um, I am a big Assassin's fan. Played them all. Loved all the Assassin's games. Um, there was a. There was a thing about this, they were going, this is going to be the game that goes back to the roots of what Assassin's Creed was all about, and la 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 la, which is the stealth mechanics, um, the more um, parkour stuff, rather than the RPG um, levels it's gone down recently with Oranges to Rahala. And, and it does do this. It goes, it, it's set in Baghdad, um, it's set just before Valhalla which is maybe 9th century, and you play one of the characters of Valhalla, and I forgot his name, and you basically start off a kind of street urchin in one of the cities near Baghdad, and then you um, get trained by the, the Assassin's Creed Order, which are called something else, um, and then you're in Baghdad, and it's very much like the first game, which is, um, which is set in kind of multiple cities around the Middle East, and you are, you're basically assassinating five, people 
Um, but in that, there's a kind of investigation board that leads you to kill them. And so when you have this sort of assassination of this big kind of person, it's almost like it almost becomes like a hitman level. When you've got them in a big area, you've got to do a certain amount of things to get that person to come out so you can assassinate them. So it kind of borrows a little bit from that. Um, and things that are back from the assassin things are things like you can blend in. Of course, the parkour stuff, blend in um, to like, sit on benches or standing through crowds. Um, combats, um, it's really, you know, if you get three or four people attacking you, you're dead. So it's not like the most recent games where you can do massive battles and kill 20, 30 people in a row. You, it, it's really favouring stealth. So it's all about you kind of like, if you get spotted running away, picking off one person here and there, it's all really encouraging that. Um, and it, it does a lot of really great stuff. And I really, I mean, I gave it a four. I think it, you know, it will please those people who want to go back to those original ones. It hasn't got really any of the future stuff which the first game had, because the first game was set in the Middle East, but you were going back to the future, and you were there for quite a bit, and kind of going flipping back and forth. They're sort of not really doing... It does feel like a bit of DLC to me. A very polished bit of DLC. It's not that long, maybe 12 to 15 hours. Um, it's not like your normal thing of 100 hours, so it's a much more condensed story. I, I think it does all its beats right. It does everything right. It's just not for me maybe a progression and I think I kind of like the RPG world where it was going it's nice to go back the good thing about the Assassin's World it would cater for everyone so it would have this and then it would do another RPG big one next year I think probably and then maybe it would do something else smaller um, I had a good time with it it just didn't blow me away I'm speaking this and I realise both of you don't really play it so it doesn't mean Paul definitely doesn't play it um, <laughs> Richard you've played it a bit haven't you yeah, I've I've dabbled. I've played the first one um, and Origins, so I've sort of played mm. the start of the RPG series and then the very first one. And yeah, I think this one did interest me for going back to the first one. But then I think reading some of the reviews, everyone else was intrigued by that idea. But then it went back too far maybe to the first game I think for some people and it lost a lot of what made Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla like really good Assassin's Creed games mm. as well so I, th I think the reviews have been a bit more tepid than than recent ones yeah yeah absolutely. but like you say it's with because they announced this was it about over a year ago and then they announced several others as well in the same same showcase so I think like you said whatever comes next is going to appeal to a different group of people Yeah, that, yeah. Are, that are Assassin's Creed fans. So yeah, the, the series will just keep ticking on and it won't, it's not going to lose any, any fans from this one entry. No, definitely not. No, absolutely not. It's just, a, it's just, you were sort of getting used to the Assassin's Creed games, Kimmy. They've been your sort of like game for the winter. You'd play it and you'll play it for six months because there's so many hours. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of weird to pick one up and like, oh, you're sort of done. That's it. Thanks. <laughs> it's not, that's done over, over. Well, for me, it was a weekend because it was like. Before so, so is there no uh, DLC planned for this one? I, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything. I think they're gonna. I think they'll probably announce the one set in Japan. And after the in the new year, mm -hmm. I'm making this up, of course. So there's no there's no facts of this. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Paul, any questions? Japan, I think. Uh, what are you uh, I was just just saying the the 
the one set in Japan, I think that's the one I'm waiting for. I've played nearly every Assassin's Creed game and never finished one because I just get bored halfway through. When you look at the map and it looks like somebody's just sneezed on the screen and all the icons are there. It's just, nah. But yeah, get some Japan, get some sort of streamlining of the gameplay and I'll be all over that one. Don't know what you're talking about. Right, Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Get Get some streamlining. What are you talking about? The, the map just looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's like the one in Motorfest, the crew. That looks, you know, dreadful as well. So, yeah. Well, that's Ubisoft for you, though, with yeah. their open worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Richard, what's your next game? Um, before I do that, can I just do a quick Final Fantasy 16 update? Mm-hmm. Uh, as is customary when I'm on the podcast, I am at the final Mother Crystal. Mm-hmm. Well done, well done. My uh, my game says I'm 94% of the way there. Buck, so buckle I in. think I'm going to... Sorry, what Buck, were going to say? Buckle in. A few hours yes. to spare. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to set aside some time one evening and just be like, Laura, I'm doing this tonight. Don't disturb me. Mm. And then it'll be... Because like I did with Remake and then that took... Uh, finished it at one o'clock in the morning after starting at seven o'clock at night. So <laughs> I was yeah. that went on longer than I was expecting. Yeah, it's not it's not as bad as that, if I remember. So good. Yeah, good. Um, good. And what was your other? What's your other one? Uh, I was just going to talk about EA Football Club Twenty Four. Oh, that... just, just a pool. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I thought for some reason I really fancied it this year, so I picked it up and. It's a very buggy mess. I don't know how, how else to describe it. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't think I was expecting anything different. Uh, the online still a cesspool. So I went on first game online on online seasons. I was Leeds United playing Man City. I went 3-0 up and then got an immediate disconnection. Um, second game, against I was playing against a guy from Wrexham. I went 3-0 down and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to be that guy. Managed to get it back to 3-3, then got a disconnection. And then I started up a season. I've, I, uh, um, like a local uh, offline season. Um, got a player sent off for the other team. And then one of their players then turned invisible for the rest of the game. <laughs> which has now been fixed apparently, but I was like, how has this happened in the first place? It was a a, a well-known bug. Um, And then for some reason, Ultimate Team, every time I go on that, um, I get one of those helpful info screens pop up and then it just doesn't disappear, despite the fact that I can do stuff in the background. I think you've got got a bad copy. (laughs) Looking online, I've got the same copy as everyone else. I've not had this problem. Um, oh, it's need, a mess. You need to have a word with James. Get him to change your review. Um, we've not. Yeah, honestly, was... We've not had that problem. I've not. I mean, I haven't been on career. I've only been on with team and clubs. So, um, but I thought it's been all right. But there is yeah, connection has always been a problem. It's a weird thing when it's there as well because like you could be winning or two one. No, you could be like drawing, and if someone connects. It's like still a draw. Someone disconnects. I've had enough. I've had that a few times. It's still a draw. And you're like, I should win this. 
yeah, it's silly. It's like yeah. they've decided to quit out because I've made a bit of a comeback. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm the one that's being punished yeah. for not completing the comeback. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree, Richard. We're right to James. Another chat with him. He's the one that's closest to him, so yeah, he can be our spokesperson. <laughs> he can, he can. Um, Paul, have you been having a good time with another big game? Um, yeah, it's not been football, thankfully, because no. you know that sounded absolutely dreadful. I mean, it's bad enough that you have to play a game of football, but then if it doesn't work properly, I mean, I just can't imagine what the world's coming to. <laughs> um, but. What I've been playing is, you won't be surprised to hear, Forza Motorsport, the latest and greatest instalment of the greatest racing franchise ever. Um, You can forget your Gran Turismo 7s. You can forget your crew motor fests. This is where the cool kids are playing. now. Now, I know that you're not a fan of this kind of game, Gareth. I mean, just in preparation for talking to you about it, I did check... And there are blue cars in the game, but there aren't any shop windows to look in. So it's not for you. Um, But what it is, is it looks absolutely breathtaking when you're playing it. If you're racing in the dark, in the rain, somewhere like Suzuka's Bay, where there's a lot of trackside light, the, the way it looks just blows you away every single time. Um, the controls are fantastic. The racing action is brilliant. There's a lot more emphasis this time on racing properly, racing safely. You know, you've got to stay within the track margins. You've got to avoid collisions with other drivers. Um, and it just makes you be a better virtual driver. It's really, really good fun. Um, I've managed to rope Neil into some multiplayer sessions and we've had a good time racing online. Um, Obviously, you get idiots like you do in every game who will go around and grief and push you off the track and everything else. But then you get the last laugh because these idiots get time penalties and end up behind you anyway. So um, it's just the best racing game I've played, full stop. There's only one slight fly in the ointment And that's the way that you have to buy parts for the cars. You know, a big part of Forza is upgrading the cars and making them faster. Well, they've locked that away now behind a kind of RPG system. You have to drive the car, level the car up to get new parts unlocked that you can then nail on to make it go faster. Um, So, yeah, basically, apart from that... um, Everything else is tickety-boo, and the review's live on the site, and I'd invite you to guess what score it was, Gareth. Is it five? It's not five. It's 4.5. Of course it is. It is 4.5. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> of course. I don't know why. The... That's the only score card I've got. <laughs> wow. Um, Richard, have you had a go at this game? I haven't, because it's like 122 gigabytes, and I have not got that room at the moment. No. Um I had a go. You want to ball off? <laughs> I, I had well. a go. I had a go for half an hour, and uh, it's, it's it's Forza. Yeah, <laughs> it does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, it's just not for me. It isn't for me. You're right, Paul. I, I, I knew that as soon as I started playing it. I thought you've got to race cleanly. You've got to drive fast. It's I think. I through. think it was just like I think. 
it was one of those things. I think the problem though is we've got so many games to review and so many games to play. It's like a bloody treadmill. It's like, and so when you kind of sit down and do it, I think I've got this problem with all of Autumn stuff. It's like I did fours and I went, I've played this before, and I feel like I was doing the same, that same progression. And I thought I need something in my relaxing time to go. And it's funny I'm saying it's going to play bloody FIFA to. Um, to inspire me, to make me want to play. And I feel like, I, and it, I could see all the bells and whistles, exactly what Paul's saying. But if, yeah, it's not like Horizon when it's like, ooh, bouncy, bouncy. I'm in somewhere, this is madness. I think um, I will go back to it and do and carry on with the campaign for a bit, see how long I get. But it's, yeah. When you, when you do, let me know and we'll do some multiplayer. Lovely. Let's do that. I heard the multiplayer's been too great. Everyone's talking about that. Multiplayer is really, really good fun. Why is it Even, good fun, Paul? Why? What makes it different? It's, it's just it forces you almost to want to be a better driver. Uh-huh. You know, you want to keep up with the pack. You want to get around the track cleanly. You don't want to be crashing into other people. It forces you to be better, and it's it's really, really engrossing. You know. Can you shave another tenth of a second off around that corner? Can you go around it a gear higher than you were before? It's just, you've got to keep, it keeps you pushing and pushing until you get to the limit of what the car can do, and then you just wind it back a tiny bit and you nail that corner every time. And it is such a good feeling when you do. Good, that's good, Paul. That's a good argument. That's one of Paul's best arguments for a game. I think. Do you recommend? Yes, really good. It, it was. Very good, well it was very good. You should you should do the bloody voiceover for that port force again because that voiceover people are so boring. You should be doing it. <laughs> Maybe I should write reviews for a living. <laughs> Just going for voiceover work. Do the Forza. Get that get that get that clipped, as they say, the young kids. Get that clipped for the podcast and put that in your auditions <laughs> what, 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 on TikTok. What Forza needs is a northern fifty year old bloke. Yeah, they do. Voiceover. I think that'd be good. Um, let me talk about a really exciting game that you've all been dying to hear about. Train World Sim 4 is back. It's not back. The yearly instalment of another Train World Sim game. Um, and I've been playing that in my nightmares. No, I've been playing that. And I've done all the Train World Sim games. And this one is... Um, well, I've got a dis- dis- deluxe edition. Basically, in this game, you can get all the DLC tracks you possibly from all the other games and all your base games before. So in theory, you've got hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of gameplay tracks. And when I, I think I interviewed the train developer for this, the guys who made it a couple of years ago, and I said to them, is it, and I think I said at the end of the question, you know, would my vision, would it be like you can just get on any train on any route and drive anywhere around the UK? And he said, that'd be great if you had the servers. But they're almost getting there around the world because if there's so much DLC, you can pretty pick up anything. And then three new tracks. There's one that in Los Angeles called the Antelope Line that kind of goes around the edges of Los Angeles through the mountainside and deserts. There's one in Austria. Um, and there's one in England, which is the Peterborough to Doncaster Line. <laughs> Can't believe I know. Can't believe I know. Big fan of the Peterborough to Doncaster line. Yes, nice little seaside, little bit for a bit. Um, Eighty miles of track, and uh, (laughs) and you can go in, pick your routes, do the scenarios, which are more almost like campaign, and uh, and Bob's your uncle. I mean, they are the best at doing what they do. 
there are lots of training world, training sim games coming out, and they are very good at doing the details. So you can't argue with that. Do they need a yearly game? Do you need a FIFA yearly game? That's the thing. But no, it's not FIFA. It's called Football Club now. But yeah. Um, but it makes a lot of money. People love it, and uh, I think they're like that. And you can drive a. Um, if you've got the deluxe one, you can do a steam train, which is the hardest thing ever to get moved in my life. How they did it in those days. Um, that gave me a nightmare. Any questions? Do you have to actually shovel coal into the uh, <laughs> Xbox to get the steam train going? No, I didn't have to do that. For some reason, the coal That's was already there. Yeah. Which is your favourite line? Oh, crud. Don't ask me that. <laughs> I can't remember any of them. Um, I like doing... There was one in the Isle of Wight that was quite good. I like that. A little, you go to the, the train goes to the... Sort of like on the, on the, on the pier. To the end of the pier, drops people off and then comes back. That was quite good. Oh, so. like quite a short line, is it? Yeah. If yeah. it just goes to the pier and back. Yeah. Every time I play, I still can't remember how to operate a train. It's <laughs> oh, a scary thing about it. I've played so I many of these the stream games. for when 3 came out. That was very good. <laughs> no one died. That's a good thing. <laughs> the end of that. There you go. So that's there. Um, Richard, have you got another game? Or was that it? That might be it. Uh... I, I had one, but yeah, yeah it's no, fine. And Paul has got another one. Shall I give you one more for luck? I, yeah. I can give you another one oh, if you want. Go on, Paul, go on, do it. I can do you one other one, Gareth. I will talk about a game called Knight vs. Giant, The Broken Excalibur. Um, now, if you're anything like me, which hopefully you're not, um, but I've often sat here and I've wondered why there's not more games about King Arthur. You know, because it's a cracking story and, you know, you'd think it would be a perfect sort of fit for a Dark Souls type game or something like that. Um, but what this Knight versus Giant, the Broken Excalibur is about, it's like a rogue light where you play as King Arthur and the rest of the round table are dead. They've all been killed by this giant. Um, so you can interact with their statues which is which contain their spirits and get different ways of fighting and then you run around procedurally generated dungeons basically levels um fight your way through to a boss hopefully defeat it move on to the next one and carry on and then when you eventually die you then start again at camelot you spend your gold you spend your xp and then you carry on and do another run um it's a great looking game the action in it is fast and fairly furious and it's really really challenging <clears throat> sorry it's making me emotional <laughs> um, the um but yeah i've written the review for it today i think it's live on the site now and i gave it a four Ooh. because it's got that real hook that makes you want to just have one more go and just one more go and then before you know it it's midnight <clears throat> Good. So there you go. Yeah, ah. I didn't explain very well what it is, but it's it's a top-down arena fighting game where you have to defeat all the enemies in a room to move on to the next one, to move on to the next one to find the boss, and then go to the next level. And it's never the same again because it's like I say, it's all procedurally generated, so it's always different layouts. Paul, I think that um, passionate defense of forces killed your voice. 
I think you're right. I've had a little drink now, but I'm hopefully going to be all right. <laughs> there we go. It, it did. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Sounds interesting. You're right about the King Arthur thing. There should be a massive sort of RPG about King Arthur. That'd be amazing. I think you're probably, you know, you're, it's almost like you're living in my head, Gareth. I am. My God. Um, oh, dear. I'm going to talk really... <laughs> I'm going to talk really briefly about a game um, that I think definitely Paul might like. I think Richard might like. It's called Trapang Two, um, and I've just reviewed it. I don't think it's on the site yet. Probably not. Um, is a it's first person shooter. So it's very much like the games sort of maybe like a mid two thousands on Xbox three hundred and sixty game, like Fear. Do you remember that one? And uh, yeah, so it's Fear. It's got a bit of fear. It's got a bit of Max Payne. So it's got the great mechanic of a slow down mechanic while you're shooting, which is brilliant. This is such good fun, and it's like um, it's like almost like a B movie. You play this sort of super soldier going through kind of corridor. These massive kind of like first person shooting battles with loads of big, and then there's creatures involved later on. Um, but really, it's all about combat and about these kind of big battles and, and having this ability to focus, which is to go into slow motion mood, grabbing armor, grabbing health, grabbing bullets, changing guns. It's very fast, frantic. And it has that, it has that feel. And it's really good fun. It's really, I've really had great fun with it. It's like playing something back in the 360 when it was just like corridor, corridor, big battle, corridor, corridor, onto the next level, some terrible dialogue, but really good, really good. <laughs> So um, give it. I think it's out now. Give it a go. Trapang too, if you like your old school shooters. Um, now that's the games. Now I'm just going to say to the three of you, how do you feel about how this autumn's going game wise? Disappointing so far. Has anything really grabbed you? God, this is brilliant. Um, Richard. Yes. Oh, Paul, go on, Paul. Tell us what. What's really made you excited this autumn? Or did you not hear my oh, passionate yeah. defence? Apart from that, anything else? Uh, Apart from that, Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> I talked about that yet. I am just playing that for review, but so far it is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will at some stage play Starfield because right. Richard says it's four and a half, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's loads of great games out just at the moment. I don't know what you're on about. Perfect. What about you, Richard? I think I know where you're coming from. I think there's a lot of really good games out there and like starfield's a good example uh next week spider-man 2 uh paul's paul's mentioned lords of the fallen uh, this new assassin's creed but there's nothing these are, there's nothing new if you see what i mean mm. these are all get and and you mentioned it even in this podcast these are all games that we've played time and time again it's just a newer version of it even even starfield which is technically a new ip but it's very much a Bethesda game, just yeah. in a different saying. So there's there's definitely an element of that, um, and I, I think I think that's been this year as a as a whole. There's been so many good games, good sequels to existing mm. games, um, but yeah, there's not been anything really new that's that's grabbed me. Yeah, especially not on the triple A's. I think maybe on the indie thing for me, um, a couple of the but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that sums it up. For me, yeah, there's lots of very good stuff. Nothing that's blown my socks off yet. I'm waiting for that. I don't know what that might be. What's coming out? What about... Sorry, Paul. What's about... Go on. Uh, what I was just going to say, Lies of Pete. It didn't blow my socks off. It blew mine off. You didn't play it for long enough. 
Yeah, but it's got. That's what I mean. It's got to. It's got to hit me in the at least in that first hour. It's well, good. It should have hit you in the first hour. <laughs> it's good. I'm not saying that, but it's a Souls-like. It's nothing I've not played before. It's not. It's. It, so, yeah. What your 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 um your definition then of a good game at this time then is something that's completely new and you've never seen before. Is it? Yeah, I think there's a. I think I'm just not. I'm enjoying that, but I want something. You know, when I when I talked about Cocoon last. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were on Cocoon was an indie game I was like I've never played this before this is amazing for an indie game and it was brilliant and I think I'm after that for AAA it's like when we had I remember when we when we had the 360 it felt like every week or every month there was something new that was coming to come out because you weren't in kind of sequel land or you weren't in we're going to copy this you know when we first had the 360 before Call of Duty became the thing we'd have to learn a different control system every time for a game yeah. so it's but, like yeah sorry go on, sorry no i was just gonna say is it is that not again a sign of the times that console generations are plateauing in terms of quality each console generation is because when the 360 came out there was just such a massive jump from the previous console generation so like everyone had these crazy ideas and we were able to finally put them into a game finally whereas we're still not necessarily seeing the difference between an xbox one game versus an xbox series x game necessarily because mm. everything's got to be bigger and better and whilst it's being bigger and better that the, it's sort of they're losing that their identity a little bit in terms of having mechanics that differentiate between themselves because they've got all got the same mechanics just in a slightly different way. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know it there for me. I it's, think... it's really difficult with the way that my microphone is playing at the minute because I just want to shout at you guys. Like, ah, you don't know what you're on about. Um, the, the problem for me is I can see where you're coming from with you wanting something unique. But you have to remember, you're going, you're harking back to the 360 generation. You know, that is what, 30 years ago, 20 years ago? It's a long while anyway. And in all that time, all of the unique ideas, I would say, have probably been made before. Every game that I've played in the last year, I can relate to something that I've played in the past. I disagree. I, no I, I, left. I disagree because the indie, indie market does it all the time. And they, all the indie games do it but all the time. Mean, yeah, but that's what, if they indie game could do it, so they, I mean, it's like the, the Souls-like games. The problem with the Souls-like game I've got is there was a reason Dark Souls had this thing when the enemies came back. There was a story reason for that. And so for everyone to just copy this kind of format of like, we get, I mean, even with Lies, Lies of P, we were doing the same thing of going, oh, okay, we've got our flask which is called something else. We've got our bonfires, which is called something else. These enemies will reappear. And it's just, it's fine. It's fine. But it kind of, it it doesn't, it doesn't innovate. It doesn't do something that isn't, because it's safe. It's like, they've got people like Souls like, because they like Elden Ring. I mean, I don't think from software grows stagnant. They kind of move with their mechanic, they set up and make something better, which they did with Elden Ring. Um, it's just, yeah, it just, it's not, like I said, it's not bad. It's just, there's something out there coming hopefully the, soon. The Lords of the Fallen has done that, I think. 
I mean, at risk of spoiling my review, there is a new mechanic in Lords of the Fallen that I've not seen since, well, we spoke about it last time, since Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, where mm. you've got this other world that you can go into, and sometimes the answer to a, pro- to a puzzle or a problem is in this other world. It's in the umbral, which is where you have to go. So, like, at, at one stage in an early level, there's a lake in the way, but if you go into the umbral, the lake disappears and you can walk through it. So there are new-ish ideas out there. Um, it's just the few and far between these days, aren't they? Yeah, I think yeah, we don't know what's coming next year. I think we just had a very sequel year this year, haven't we, of things. Um, I don't know what my game of the year would be at the moment. Well, that's why I was just trying to find the... the 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 Xbox Hub's Game of the Year document um, to see what people had put. Uh, Paul's Paul's put, well, probably entering spoiler territory, but Paul's put Lies of P. Uh, Ali's put Street Fighter Six. Dave's <laughs> put Dredge, which is the D&D yeah. fishing game. Uh, I put Remnant 2, and Neil's put the Crew Motor Fest. Which, <laughs> I, which is the worst game ever. I think that tells its own story as well is that no one can really agree on game of the year this year either because mm. there's not been there's been lots of very good games but I don't I don't think there's been one absolute standout even even across console even across consoles you could argue that there's been a new Zelda game Tears of the Kingdom mm. which again was very good um but in from from when I remember um the last one came out Everyone was still talking about that years later, but the discourse around Tears of the Kingdom sort of dried up fairly quickly this time. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's interesting to see what everyone moves on to how quickly after that. I think Baldur's Gate three will be up there. Yeah, um, for people, weren't they? Yeah, we we need that on Xbox fairly quickly. I think it's still planned for the end of this year, isn't it? Mm. But there's there's not a runway by any means this year. No, there isn't, is there? Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Jedi, maybe? Um, yeah, I've got that second. Hogwarts? Did, Hogwarts, did maybe? Well. Yeah, Hogwarts. I've said this before. Maybe that's up there. All right. Well, it's all fun and games. We'll find out. We're still enjoying ourselves. I mean, it's brilliant. It's good to play stuff. And I love playing indie games at the moment. But I do feel, even with them, I do feel, oh, that's a surprise. That surprises me all the time sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But it does surprise me. Um, I'm building a house at the moment, one of them. I've learned how to do plastering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's just, we haven't got much news going on. Let's just talk about a couple of things. Well, the the good news is the Microsoft deal has finally um, finished, so we don't have to talk about it after today ever again. They've got busy. Interestingly, they've said um, when they talked about the Game Pass. Um, idea of the new um, Call of Duty and Paul's game, Diablo game. Um, they said that will probably come in 2024 on Game Pass. Yeah, I did see that. Does that mean, would, would you buy Call of Duty or would you wait? If you're I would a... be surprised if Modern Warfare 3 didn't go on their day one now, and as if that was like the first one that they're getting on there now. Yeah. I feel like 
they they kind of almost owe it to themselves to do that now because everyone's everyone's going to be anticipating it. Yeah, and you wouldn't you if you're a Call of Duty fan, you'd probably go. I think I might wait. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you need yeah. to get it. I don't know. Maybe the multiplayer people have to get there with their friends. But yeah, it's a uh, it should really happen, shouldn't it? Yeah, should and, do. Yeah. Um, but it's finally there, so we look forward to all the Call of Duty games, Diablo games, and Overwatch, and and what else have we got on there? What do you think they're going to bring back, though? That's the question. Because they were hinting about Guitar Hero, weren't they? Mm-hmm. That, a big, uh, that, that thing with, with James Corden. Mm-hmm. They had that big meeting with, with James Corden to sort of symbolise the end of Activision Blizzard King before Microsoft bought them out. And I just thought of all the people that you could have picked. <laughs> that, that famous gamer, James Corden, yeah? Yeah. That famously well, well-liked well man. <laughs> you love it. Uh, yeah. Um, well, hopefully we might see some stuff come on there quite soon. Now it's all done. Thank God it's all done. We don't have to talk about it. 20 months that's been going on for. Um all done. Did make did make me laugh. Sorry, I just wanted to say it did make me laugh when they put that trailer out. That um, the, at the end of it was Xbox plus Activision plus Blizzard plus King plus you, and I was like, and everyone was like, oh, uh, Xbox have gone into uh, putting a purchase for you now as well. <laughs> Which, a lot of people were making that joke. Made me laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's done. That's all we got to look forward to. Um, Ubisoft came out and sort of said, they admit that actually, and people saying it's just Mirage, that physical sales, they feel it's going to just get lower and lower. When's the last time you bought a disc, you two? Paul, what about you? You still buying discs? Um, I, I bought a copy of Resident Evil 4 from some shyster in London. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not played that yet, have you? Still have, I haven't played it yet, no. Oh. But it was great when you then said about six weeks later oh and by the way i found the uh, thing now yeah the uh, sleeve for it that you swore blind you didn't get from the shop and now i found it yeah i was i, I could have just thrown it away and not told you you could have done did yeah. you keep it though and are you going no, to give I it i don't to know where me? it is now so, so yeah of course yeah if i see it yeah. again i don't know where it is now <laughs> it was like a glancing thing it was like a magical thing it appeared for a moment and it went i will find it it's in my box of treats Box of treats, creepy Uncle Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about you, Richard? Have you bought anything? Yeah, I I still buy quite a bit of physical. um, But I think think the way that the IGN have done this article is a bit backwards because they've put admit Ubisoft admits physical sales will get even lower. I don't think anyone's disputing that, but the Ubisoft also said that physical's never going to go away, which I think surprised a lot of people to hear that because um, we had a brief chat about it in the Discord as well, that physical media for, for some of us is still the preferred method. Um, I've bought, I think the last one that I bought was probably Final Fantasy 16 actually. Mm. Um, and I've got a pre-order in for Rebirth in February so I'm getting that as a, as a physical one as well and it, there's just there's just something about about it that 
for me, I will never resort to a digital copy of something that I really want um, if there's going to be a physical version available. Right. I think because another example is the next Yakuza game, uh, like a dragon guide and the man who erased his name isn't getting a physical release in the West, but is getting a physical release in, in Asia, which just so happens to be, it's, it's completely unplanned, but I will be picking up a physical copy while I'm over there just because of them. I then have a physical copy of it. As a thing, as a thing that you, you like. Yeah, object, yeah. I, th- I think I think this console generation it should allow me to still play it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. because I, I I know it's I know it's a bit of a shame now, but all all physical media is in this modern age is is essentially a key to then download a copy of it. And I, I'm fully aware that's what it's used for primarily, but at least I can say I've got a physical copy if. if the digital version ever disappeared for whatever reason. Apocalypse. <laughs> Some apocalypse on the servers. <laughs> Server apocalypse. Uh, yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, now, what are you? What are you? What are you doing next week? It's like I'm asking you out on a date. What, what's going on next week, Paul? Uh, next week is more work. Um, but then Saturday, when that rolls around, it's my week to go fishing, so I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, good, good, good. Richard, what about you? I'm just looking forward to a quieter week, um, some nights indoors. I don't have any gigs planned le- next week, um, so I'm mainly going to catch up on TV that I've missed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, you going to get it first day or are you going to wait? No, I'm waiting. Um, I want to play Miles Morales before two comes out, which I've still not got round to, so I probably it'll be on my Christmas list. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to wait. I've got lots to play at the moment to finish and stuff. I've got to get back into Starfield. I've got to give that a, more of a go. I really liked it, and then I just stopped. Yeah, and I've not been on it much since I, since it came out, but yeah. I do want to. I was stuck on Mars somewhere. And I went, okay, and that was it. <laughs> it's like in the middle of Mars, just walking around. Um, Good. Yes. Um, I'm. What am I doing? I'm. I've got shows. I'm back. Showtime. Showtime, baby. Um, back doing that. He says. I can't feel my legs. I'm so tired. I'm too old for it. Too old. <laughs> oh, God. please, 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 Gareth. Get somebody to record the fight thing. Okay. All right. Uh, put it on. Put it on Twitter of Twitter and Twitch. GB Briley on Twitter and Twitch. Can, can the fight scene be the next uh, ninety second story? Oh, yeah. oh that would be great. Yeah. We had another, yeah, do yeah. that. Okay, do that. Um, I'm not going to do that. Right, you two. It's <laughs> all um, <laughs> If you need to get hold of you, Paul, because we missed you, we missed that little chat there, tell us where we can get hold of you. You can get hold of me, Gareth, on X and on Threads, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. Great, thank you. And what about you, Richard? I'm on, I'm on all the socials, uh, and my handle is at Dubbo1912. <laughs> I was going to list them, but I can't remember any of them. I, I thought you were just going to say, I'm on all the socials. Suddenly, leave it at that. It's, easy, it's probably easy for me to say, I'm on all the socials, apart from Blue Sky, because no one else gives me an invite to that one. Tinder, <laughs> Grinder, the lot. Yeah, everything. Um, I'm on all the socials as well, um, on TV Friday. 
<laughs> but, but now, gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.